Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello? Hi, is this, um, it's Laz, right? Uh, you can call me Laz or Laz, either way. Laz, okay. that call me Laz, I have people that call me Laz, and uh, I welcome them both. How you doing? I'm good. This is Tia from Geek Fives Nation, and I always like to get people's names correct just because people have mispronounced mine throughout the years as well. So it, it is Laz. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to be specific, it's Lazaro in Spanish. So in English, if it's easier for you to say Laz, that's fine. Like I said, it's, uh, it's not an English name. So either way, I take it. Well, I really like Lazaro Alonso. So, uh, but either way, go for uh, it. Welcome. Nice. <laughs> Uh, welcome. Um, that's great. So, so, Actually, so that's great. Yeah, no, that's oh, great yeah. pronunciation. I wish I would have had you as one of my teachers back in elementary school. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I so appreciate you joining me for this interview. First of all, super, super pumped that The Boys Season 2 is coming out this week. How does that feel for you that now finally everyone can see the hard work that you have been putting into this second season? It feels like, you know, finally, you know, it's, it's here. Um, this whole COVID, you know, people were uh, reaching out and texting and tweeting and hitting me up on social media, basically demanding uh, season two. Uh, you know, because everybody was stuck in the house and they wanted something something to watch. So it feels good to be able to finally unleash this madness onto the world and, and give people a little something new to watch, you know, while they're still quarantined. I'll admit I was definitely one of those people stuck in quarantine saying, okay, when can we get this second season? So I certainly understand all every, where everyone else is coming from. First, I do have to ask, um, how has it been for you being in quarantine? How are you and your family managing? I mean, you know, I've been mostly concerned about my family because, you know, I've got members of my family who are considered in the high-risk category. But thank God they've been good, they've been safe, um, and people have been healthy. And, you know, I mean, just watching so many people around us not be as fortunate, it really makes you count your blessings. At least it's made me count my blessings um, and not take any day for granted in 2020. I mean, what a year. But um, outside of that, you know, I mean, I, I just remind, I, I make an effort to remind myself that there are people that are going through so much worse right now and not, not dwell on how much, you know, I may not like some of the things I can't do at the moment. And, and that's how I've been getting by. 
that's certainly a wonderful outlet to have, and I wish so many other people had that. So thank you. And for those who are kind of sitting at home wondering what the heck to watch, again, we have The Boys Season 2 coming uh, this week. How did it feel to step back into this, this world for a second season? Because season one alone was crazy. Crazy good, but crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, season two was a little tough in the very beginning because when, you know, we, we were at, at cranking at such a high level season one, and I think, like, you know, the jitters of creating a new character and being on set with all new people, you know, that first day of school feeling, um, that was gone when we started season two. But then it was also like, well, we created all these little ticks for our characters being able to find them again, you know, and the way season two starts, you know, we're on the run. We're not all together. Uh, it doesn't feel the same as it did when we were in season one and we were all kind of working as like one cohesive unit. Season two, I mean, a very large portion of season two, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out if, you know, who the boys are, are we still going to work together? Do we trust each other? And, you know, are, are we going to continue this mission? You know, so it, it was it was a it was a different vibe at the beginning of season two, um, and, and I think it, it helps. You know, like uh, Butcher wasn't really there that much. The whole dynamic was different, and I think it helps as far as giving you the audience that uncomfortable feeling that we have uh, at the beginning of the season as characters. Right, and would you say that the boys were, all the members, Mother Smells, Frenchie, Butcher, do they work the best when they're together, or was there sort of this freedom to shoot scenes where Mother's Milk is kind of on his own? You know, it, it really, you really rely on each other because, um, we all really play off each other very well. And it's almost like a, a, a team sport. You know, once you get used to certain people there, when one is missing, you really feel the impact of it. You know, so in the beginning of the season, we start off, Butcher's not with us. You know, it's just me, Frenchie, Kamiko, and Huey, because uh, Huey came and saved us, because pretty much, I mean, Butcher abandoned us to go on his kind of revenge spree. And so... Uh, you know, you got me who would be the natural leader of the boys as as his second in command, but Mother's Milk really doesn't want to lead them. He's he's over, he's done with this, he just wants to get back to his, his wife and kids and and he kinda of feels guilty for having put his family in danger, you know, for for taking on this mission again when he knew good and well he shouldn't have. You know, so that's kinda of where we pick up um he's picked up a new hobby. Um, and that's kind of like his therapy on how he manages his OCD and somewhat, you know, stays connected to his daughter. You know, there's a lot of little things that, um, that Eric Kripke put into season two as far as letting you into who the characters are mentally and a little bit of our backstory and where we come from. Um, so season two starts revealing and pulling back the, the layers of who we are as people. 
Right, and I was going to say that we saw how the other members, Butcher is really rough around the edges, uh, you know, Frenchie is kind of jaded towards the things that he has to do, but we see your character who is a loving husband, a loving father, he has a job, but yet he as well becomes involved in this mission. So, especially, you know, we saw in season one, but where in season two is your character's motivation to even continue this fight? So, um, that's a great question because, you know, uh, a lot of times, I've been asked, why would Mother's Milk even go back to this? You know, he's, he's got what no one else on the show has. You know, everyone else, every one of the boys pretty much lost someone, and, and, and they're lacking something in their lives. And it looks like Mother's Milk's life is, is pretty together. You know, he's got his wife. He's got his kid. He's, he's helping, you know, the community out. Um, and why would somebody let that go? And uh, in episode four, you're going to get a little bit of, of backstory about what happened in Mother's Milk's life that created this uh, addiction to justice that he just can't let go of. No matter how right his life may be in the present, there's something that happened to him in the past that haunts him, and it's directly connected to Vaught. And so... Um, I don't want to give that away, but I will say he revealed, it's revealed in episode four. It's very connected to us trying to find out information about the new character, Stormfront. And mm. um, it mirrors a lot of what we're seeing today in, uh, in society happen. A lot of what you're going to see this season, uh, even though we shot it a year ago, mirrors a lot of what's happening uh, right now in society. Yeah, see, that is one of the things that me and a bunch of people at my organization, we've been trying to turn our wheels with this character Stormfront because in the comics, Stormfront is a male, has a lot of ties to, frankly, Nazism, and trying to wonder how much of that kind of bleeds into the character that now is being created is gender-bent in season two. So I know you don't want to give a whole lot away, but can you tease for the fans, I mean, does this character connect somewhat to, its, um, to her comic book ties? Oh, yeah. She definitely does uh, connect to her comic book ties. There is also a slight um, remix um, that they added that it's going to add a lot of historical kind of um, context to the character as well. Uh, it, it's, it's really cool what Kripke and the writers did with, with this character because um, uh, without giving away the twist, um, it connects her very intricately to the to a similar background as the as the Stormfront in the comic, however, uh, there, there's a twist there that you'll find out to the character, and and, and it kind of uh, is is part of what the audience is trying to figure out while we're trying to figure it out. You guys are also trying to figure it out with us, you know. So 
uh, I think there's a moment where you guys, the audience finds out before we do uh, something mm-hmm. very key that, that, that's a key to Stormfront's whole thing. Um, and, you know, uh, I'll say, man, I mean, um, for whatever it's worth, you know, uh, our, whole, our whole crux of this season revolves around family. You know, so when we were talking earlier about, you know, why would Mother's Milk leave his family, you know, to pursue this, you know, what you're going to see is that family is a very big theme of season two, you know, and, and, and our boy's family is also a family, you know, even though it's not technically mother, father, son, you know, nucleus of like what you would think of a nuclear family, it is in fact a family dynamic that means a lot to all of us, and, and that's revealed also. I just can't wait in general. It's so exciting. Um, I wanted to kind of just go back a little to comic book ties. There is a reason in, in the comic books as to why Mother's Milk is called Mother's Milk. Without spoiling too much, is that does that reason get touched upon at all in season two? If not, is there maybe plans to touch upon that sometime in the future? So um, we do find some backstory uh, for Mother's Milk. Um, I know that the uh, in the comic, you know, um, he had a certain level of uh, superhuman strength because of his um, you know, addiction to his mo- mother's milk, uh, being as though she worked at the V factory and all that. So uh, what Eric Kripke did was, you know, he kept a lot of the same, you know, she still worked at the V factory. Um, it still affected their family in many ways. Um, uh, his father still, uh, you know, sued Vaught and, you know, went to war against Vaught and all that stuff. Um, so there's still that that inner burning that he has uh, with Vaught. You know, there's there's a score there that's unsettled. However, as far as the the powers that Mother's Milk had in the comic versus here, you know that that will not be touched upon in season two. I can say that definitively. Um, you know, what Eric really wanted for the for the series versus the comic was that the boys don't have powers. None of the boys have any type of superhuman strength. Um, All they have is each other, you know, and it really gives us an uphill battle to climb whenever we have to face one or more of these soups um, because we don't have that edge, you know, whereas in the comics they did. Um, but at the same time, I think that the, the, the theme that we're touching on is that together we can accomplish pretty much anything and, and nothing is impossible when you have the power of each other. You know, you don't need superpowers. You don't need, um, you know, corporate sponsorship and all this other stuff that the soups have. You know, you just need to, to, to believe in each other and, and trust each other and 
and be willing to put it all on the line for each other. And, and I think that's what what makes, you know, our crew interesting to watch. How the hell are they going to get in or out of this one, you know? Which is always so much fun to watch when it comes to the boys. But despite not having superpowers, Mother's Milk, um, a.k.a. you, um, is quite in shape. How do you, so, you know, at least you have that to prepare against the, the soups there. How did you get prepared for season two, both, say, physically and mentally? And would you say that one went above the other, or is it kind of equal for you? Well, I'll tell you, it's funny because uh, I didn't know that Mother's Milk wasn't going to have powers uh, come season one. So season one, I was training, I was eating, I was going ballistic, like literally in the gym two a day, because uh, I don't naturally walk around as big as I showed up on set. Um, and so, you know, A, I wanted to match the character, because in the comics, he's huge. Um, but B, you know, I wanted to be able to, to give that physicality off, like, okay, this guy, obviously, you know, he, he's, he's got something different than the rest of the guys. And it wasn't until we were shooting the scene in the van with Frenchie that, uh, you know, Frenchie and I were rehearsing how we're going to shoot that fight, or Tomer and I, rather. We're rehearsing how we're going to shoot that fight. And then we were practicing, like, if Mother's Milk pushes him, that he'd go flying across the van, you know, into the wall. And so the director and the, uh, and the writer on set walk over, and they're like, why, why are you guys, why is he flying you know, we get that Mother's Milk is strong, but why is he flying across the van? And we were both like, well, the guy has superhuman strength. Like, he's, it's not like, he, you know, he's fighting a regular guy. And the writer and the director were like, oh, Eric didn't tell you? We like, tell us what? And they were like, he doesn't have any powers. And we were like, what? No. Like, what are you talking about? You know, I just played the last three scenes, you know, as if he had powers, you know, because you move different. When you have that secret that you're kind of carrying as a character – you, be, you behave differently. And so, um, you know, that's when they kind of broke it to us. And nobody knew. Carl didn't know. Jack didn't know. None of us knew Mother's Milk didn't have any powers, and we were all bummed. They were like, oh, damn it. So he's just like us, you know. And, and so we had a laugh, and, and uh, I shed a tear. Um, but, uh, you know, I had, I had prepared physically to look the part so much and I just said, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep the size, you know? So uh, in between season one and two, I still lifted and trained um, for season two. Even when we didn't know we had a season two, I just kept the size. Because I was like, ain't no way in the world I'm going to try to put this size back on in the event that we get a season two. It's going to be an uphill battle again like it was the first time. I'm just going to keep it and, you know, not lose a lot. And so that's what I did, you know, I still trained with my trainer, Bobby Romero, in L.A., and, uh, and I kept my calories somewhat high, as high as I could, you know, without going nuts. And um, when we got to season two, Green Light, it was, it was awesome because I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm three-fourths of the way there. And so uh, it, it wasn't very hard to be ready for season two. Season one was tough, but it wasn't very hard to be ready for season two because I, I kept a lot of what I had in season one. That's such an awesome background story. I mean, I feel bad about the, uh, the 
little reveal there from uh, Eric Kripke, but that is amazing. And it's funny that you said about not at first knowing if season two was going to be greenlit because season two hasn't even come out and you guys already got the thumbs up for season three. So how does that feel? Oh, that's, that's so awesome when, you know, a studio does that because it shows they have so much faith in the show and they really believe in the show. And nothing, nothing can feel better than to have a studio green light you for another season before the one that you just shot comes out. It just shows the ultimate amount of belief in, in, in what you've done. And uh, Amazon has been an, an amazing, amazing studio to, like, work with. I mean, those people really, really work hard, and they're always, like, calling us and texting us and pushing the show and trying to get us, like, you know, as much exposure as possible. And, and, you know, I appreciate that because it's not always like that, you know. So having a partner like Amazon to really care about your show makes all the difference in the world, you know. it's A show doesn't doesn't become popular just because of the material. There's tons of great shows that people don't know about. It really is like, you know, the, the studio and the network and, and everybody that's working behind the scenes pushing it, that's what makes – a show really pop, and so we we got lucky. You know, we have Seth Rogen and um, uh, his partner. Um, you got uh, Kripke. You got Goldberg. You know, you have so many people. Neil Moritz. You have so many people that are involved in the show that uh, really care about this show. That it really helps. It really helps push push it over the top. And that's fantastic. As you said, there are so many amazing shows out there that no one has heard of because it's not promoted the way, say, Amazon Prime promotes its show, especially The Boys. And I know that it's early on, especially with everything being in quarantine mode still. By the way, The Boys, um, you guys put out a fantastic message to wear masks so that you guys can even get back to work. But has there been any talks of what is planned for season three? And are you excited that Jensen Ackles has joined the show? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm super psyched to when I heard the news that he had joined the show, um, especially the way he did it on Instagram. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and I can't wait to see, like, you know, what he's going to bring to the table, you know, and what this new season, what theme this new season is going to going to encompass, you know. I mean, Kripke somehow has found a way to uh, be socially and culturally relevant to stuff that's happening um, in present day, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see how what, what we tackle in season three that you know, can somehow be predictive in uh, uh, what we're going to be going through in 2021. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what crystal ball these guys are using, but they've been successfully somehow tapping into the social consciousness of of what happens later on, you know. So um, it'll be dope to see how he plays into the whole thing. Well, 2020 was crazy. Was that a one-part question or were there other parts? Oh, Vegas? I was just 
Uh, no, you know, it is you perfectly answered because I was kind of asking if that there was any sort of plans of what will season three entail, it being so early. But you already answered saying um, how socially conscious the show has always been and it will most likely continue that in the third season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I you know, I always joke with, with Eric and I told him, you know, he somehow inherited uh, the Simpsons crystal ball, you know, because every time something happens, all of a sudden a meme pops up, and the Simpsons predicted it like 20 years ago. It's like, what the hell? You know, and, and he's so far, he's two for two as far as, uh, you know, thematically centering a show around stuff that ends up happening when we release the show a year later. So it's weird how well he's been able to, to hit these 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 points, but uh, I'm sure it's going to revolve around some socially conscious um, uh, topics, you know, that, that are, are hot buttons in our, in our society. Um, and, and, oh, and earlier when I was shouting out, like, our creators and, and our partners, Evan Goldberg is who uh, I was talking about, Seth Rogen's partner, Evan Goldberg. You know, like, he's really, really pushed hard to, to – you know, get our show as many eyeballs as possible. So I, I got to make sure that he gets his just props too. Yeah, and certainly without them, we wouldn't have this amazing show that I'm just super pumped for. Now, I have just kind of one last fun question here. And obviously on The Boys, The Seven, and Soups in general are kind of the worst, right? So that being said, what do you think the boys would think of if the Avengers or the Justice League existed within their world? Would they automatically be skeptical of them? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you know, I think that what makes um, our soups um, different from any of the other universes is that our soups are flawed, and I think that the boys would come into these other superheroes, um, you know, appearances with skepticism. They'd look at them and be like, nah, something's wrong here. You know, something's going on with Iron Man. He ain't all that he's pretending to be. Let, let's find this out. You know, <laughs> there's no way. Um, the, the whole... Doing good for the yeah, like a, a billionaire uh, a do-gooder. <laughs> Listen, it, it could exist. Uh, I ain't seen it, but it could. It, it's possible. Um, but no, I mean, I think that the boys would definitely have their their high level of skepticism, and they would not just buy whatever they're selling without first finding out. You know, doing doing tons of of research on these cats and finding out who the hell they really are behind closed doors. Right. I love that. It's definitely the crossover that we need now. But, um, uh, Lafaro, before I let you go, you have been wonderful, and I'm just you got me even more excited for this season. But is there any um, upcoming project or anything that you would like to promote or you'd like our fans to be aware of? You know, um, at the moment, no. You know, it's been a very uh, quiet um, 
COVID quarantine. Um, I did get to do a film right after I wrapped The Boys last November with Guy Ritchie. Um, it stars Jason Statham. It's called, at least right now, it's called Cash Truck. Uh, I don't know if it's going to continue to be called Cash Truck. Uh, you know, sometimes names change. Um, but it's a really cool shoot 'em up action movie, very Guy Ritchie style. We shot a lot of it in L.A. and a lot of it in, in London. And, uh, and I'm really happy that I was able to shoot that movie before uh, COVID hit because ever since then it's been, it's been pretty much, you know, waiting this thing out. So that will come out in 2021. Awesome. Excellent. So, yes, anyone who uh, is listening, please make sure that you check that out. And as I keep saying, you've just been wonderful. So thank you so much for this. And I cannot wait for season two to come out, see all of your hard work come to fruition. And it has been wonderful. Thank you again. I promise you one thing about season two. There will be blood. More yes. blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking Thank forward you for to it. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Right, Have uh, a great rest of your day and stay safe. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.